0: A toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are back with Hannah Breckbull of Humble Hands Harvest, talking about how she weaves together the different pieces of her farming livelihood in a way that fuels her personal energy and keeps her going. From singing during farm chores to taking on a partner to scheduling in time off the farm, hear thoughtful inspiration from Hannah on how to keep your key priorities in check. Hannah Breckbull has been farming since 2009 when she interned as a CSA manager at World Hunger Relief outside of Waco, Texas. She was part of land stewardship projects farm beginnings and journey person programs where she crafted a vision for humble hands harvest she launched the farm in 2013 and it is now a worker owned cooperative farm that raises organic vegetables grass-fed lamb and pastured pork she serves on the board of northeast iowa peace and justice center and the iowa food hub and she hosts an annual queer farmer convergence on her decora iowa farm We're back with Hannah Breckbill at her Humble Hands Harvest here outside Decorah. It's a beautiful July day. It's abundant, and I'm sure you have a million things to do Then uh, sit here in your yurt. This is the first time we've recorded in a yurt. It's very nice. We don't have to fight with other noises or things. Uh, but what I mean is this is the beautiful abundance of craziness on the farm time of summer, right? Uh, Absolutely. And... I noticed yesterday when we hosted our Moses in Her Boots workshop here. Thank you very much. And I got here in the early morning. And not only did you have the boots workshop on going on with women coming, but you also had like a farm-to-table dinner you were going to that night. It's just It's just summer, right? It's yep. July. But you, as you were going about still, of course, doing your morning chores, you were singing. And I was like, this is a woman who is grounded and <laughs> can adapt and adjust and manage if I may say life because and I know you've you've got a lot of interests outside of the farm and there's a balance to you that I know probably has its own set of challenges uh but but I guess to start off Tell us a little bit about what you do personally. I mean, what are things you do to keep sane during the highs and refreshed during the lows or wherever you want to take that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I think one of the number one things um, that I want to mention is that adding Emily, my farm partner, to the farm um, is a huge sanity um, help. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um And actually, I'll admit that last year, I had been farming for four years, and she came on, and it was her first year running a farm, and my fifth, and um, she was much more stressed out than I was about the whole, whole deal, and sometimes I felt like I was just, like completely relaxing and letting go of all my stress and just handing it to emily which is not Cheer. very nice <laughs> um well, i gotta go through it <laughs> but yeah yeah but um but yeah this year um i it's really important to me to um kind of be in context um so the work that i do on this vegetable farm can be you know a whole day of weeding carrots or something and that's that's fine and i i love that work but i wouldn't be able to do that work if it weren't for the context of the community that i live in and the kind of meaning that my farming generates socially so um so i weed those carrots because i'm able to sell them to people who want to eat carrots and are happy about that um and i do this farm because um because i want to feed people and also because i want to um make this community into a place that's hospitable to young entrepreneurs and i want to um yeah feel like i'm i'm creating vibrancy here and and so i there are a lot of other ways to create vibrancy here other than other than my specific farm work so i do get involved um in other ways and i think it's important for me to get off the farm fairly regularly for um for meetings for music uh, ensembles and that kind of thing just to um, keep myself in context kind of cuz you're musically you sing and you're, you're, yeah. you just yeah a couple yep yep groups. i so my parents are musicologists um nice. so i i grew up with kind of a solid very solid music <laughs> music <laughs> background and now i play um i play upright bass most of the time in a bluegrass band and ah. an eastern european folk dance band um and then i i sing as as much as i can i definitely I'm into the community singing movement where we can learn songs that are kind of in an oral tradition way that are relevant to this time and um to what we're thinking about and so. that's
0: something so different than farming too that it must it's something you can jump into you know you don't mm-hmm. need gear necessarily I mean, right. but okay totally. but you know what i'm saying it, it, you can you can turn it on and off easy mm-hmm. as an outlet uh and it's great that you found or always had something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when, we, in, when you were talking about the carrots and how it drives you that these are, carrots are part of this bigger picture. I mean, do you have to sometimes literally tell yourself that in the morning? <laughs> do you know what I mean? or how Yeah, do you, yeah. Do, is it a speech in the mirror or sometimes? <laughs> or is it so ingrained in yourself? Now, I don't mean that yeah. facetiously, because it's important. You know, we, yeah. we all have bigger visions, but we just forget them mm-hmm. in the heat of, summer, literally. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot to do on the farm um, all the time. Right. And it is fun because Emily and I have kind of come each morning with each have our own kind of frantic priorities, like the carrots need to be weeded and the garlic needs to be harvested today, for example. Um, And uh, and so we have to like kind of figure out which one of those urgent feelings um, gets priority um, that day? Or sometimes we both do our our thing. So do you two do have a like, um, how
0: do you communicate mostly? Do you have
1: a morning meeting or do you have weekly plans? Or you both
0: have your own space and you know?
1: Yeah, we we communicate mostly if we're working together. We we t- talk about farm business a lot as we work. But um, if we're working separately, we do come together every day at noon for lunch, and we we can catch up on what needs to be caught up on um there. But um yeah, how to how to stay in context when you're when you're doing all this just busy, busy work. Um I yeah. I <laughs> yes. don't I, I don't know. I don't know if there's
0: an answer. But I mean it it sounds too you live very seasonally, so mm-hmm. winter is very different. Are you out here in the year during winter?
1: Yeah, yeah. So last winter stove? yeah, I have a wood stove. It's cozy. I I didn't stay in here in January and February just because I had friends in town. Their houses were already heated.
0: (laughs) They had couches. Community. It was
1: pretty nice. Yeah, Um, I I'm a person who doesn't super much need like personal space in in the way that some people do. So I'm I'm pretty low maintenance that way, and I could just kind of travel around town. (laughs) Um,
0: But the off season is. But the off season is a
1: yeah. really important part for regenerating we wouldn't be able to yeah form form a worker-owned co-op during this time of the year because we're just too busy doing the the like physical work of picking the beans or whatever it is um so being able to yeah have that season for kind of big picture thinking is is really great um and and just relaxation for our bodies bodies. yeah um uh i feel like this time of year we we have to um be kind of careful not to hurt ourselves um because there's just not um there's not space in our in our lives to recover from things um so we're we're pretty um we try to catch things really fast yeah
0: what are some things you do there on the the body care specifically mm-hmm. i mean do you have rules on sleep or eating or other things <laughs> yeah body work?
1: um i definitely notice that i'm more prone to hurting myself if i am not sleeping enough or getting sick yeah. um uh so i do try to to go to bed at a decent hour which in the summer basically means i get to sleep when it's dark outside <laughs> um and um and Emily's been doing acupuncture regularly and highly recommends that. Um, and when I've had, like, injuries that are, are not something that I can self-recover from, um, just sprains or, or, yeah, I had this neck thing a while ago, um, I, I get body work done. I, I do rolfing, which is um, they work on your fascia instead of your muscle. Um, is that a type of – I've heard of that. Is that it's about, a type of body work, yeah. Type of body work, like yeah. a massage but not a massage. Like a massage but, yeah. Different, and that helps. More medicals in some ways. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's super helpful. It actually – Emily had, had something done on her back recently and it totally like day and night was different. Wow, so, yeah. yeah, you need great. to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. How about on the food side because I know that's always a challenge mm. like to eat all these beautiful things we're growing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It is a challenge that – the process of preparing food is is one that sometimes it's hard to remember to have time it takes for. Takes time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and it's so funny because culturally like we want people to buy vegetables and prepare them. And then when we don't do that, that's a little bit hypocritical. So, <laughs> you're busy. But we're busy, yeah. But so so two solutions to that. One is to really be intentional about eating the delicious things that we grow. Um, which we do. Um, and we've got plenty of, you know, cucumbers with a blemish on them or something. So we we aren't even eating things that we could sell at market. We're just eating all these leftovers It's hugely abundant and wonderful. But then also, you know, I think systemically, um, I, it feels important to me to figure out how to, um, bring food, um, into all of our busy lives that's accessible to our busy to our lives as busy as they are, so vegetable farmers shouldn't only be selling to the people who have leisure time to prepare food um, Vegetable farmers should be selling to the institutions that prepare prepare food for busy people um, so i'm I'm excited about working on that systemic end of things as well um, so more like selling to
0: selling to restaurants, restaurants selling to or- vast restaurants oh, yeah, you know yeah, even right. um
1: so yeah that kind of thing
0: well that's endemic of our
1: society today however right you slice it yeah yeah
0: no I've learned too it sounds almost dorky but planning a menu hmm. or things I want to make and if I know that during the week yeah then the the pods don't pass me by and, and it, <laughs> but it's a challenge it is a challenge and yeah. uh we did a podcast interview with Joyce Ford up at Blue Fruit Farm. And she talked about how she's learned to always, like, save some of the best of the harvest for herself, Do you know, and mm. to, to savor mm-hmm. that and, and use it and share it. Because, yeah, it needs to, to be almost full circle like that. Yep. Um, but, yeah, well, it, so it's good to know it's still a, a challenge for you to keep all these pieces together, too. I mean, it, it's a day-to-day sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we make it work. Yep. We make it work. Terrific. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kivrist with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of techsocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.